very good morning to you and thank you for listening to Agidigbo 88.7 FM Ibado. The program is National Discuss, an opportunity to have quality conversations necessary for development in the Nigerian polity. It is on this program that we host reputable personalities from across the country. I am Zainab Sani and I welcome you to today's episode of National Discuss. Our guest on the program this Friday morning is a woman who has proven a metal and is a force to reckon with within and outside of your state. Senator Monsurat Sumono is a Nigerian politician who served as a senator from Oyo State. She represented Oyo Central Senatorial District in tw- from 2015 to 2019. Senator Sumonu was the chair of the Senate Committee on Foreign Affairs. Prior to becoming a senator, she was the speaker of the Oyo State House of Assembly. While in the House of Assembly, she was the member representing Oyo East and Oyo West local government and is also the first female speaker in the history of all your states. I welcome Senator Monsurat Simono to National Discuss. Thank you so much, ma'am, for joining us on National Discuss this morning, ma'am. It's quite a pleasure to have you join us, Senator Monsurat Simono. Yeah, good morning. Okay. And I'm happy to be here. All right. Uh, I'd like us to start from how it has been, because I, I, I know that I followed your involvement in the last election. And I remember you had an interview with one of the prominent broadcasters here in Ibadan, who I cannot mention right now. And when you were having that conversation with him, he was asking your expectations for the election, considering the those you would be competing with. And you talked about how um, you were quite confident in the process, considering that you have proven your merit over time, and you have seen what is yet to be seen in Nigeria's political space. So how did they feel, you know, after you lost the election? Did you see it coming, considering also that you had decamped from the major political party at that time? Uh, I did not see it coming. Mm. And um, with uh, the procedures in um, election campaigns mm. and the election itself and the outcome, we are in Nigeria and this is Nigeria. I mean, I was actively involved in the Constitution Amendment when I was at the Senate. Okay. We are, we tried to look into amendment of the electoral law. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have been conf- more confident if that had been signed to law. Because all the lacuna would have been blocked. But now they started again. So we believe that um, that will help this country a lot. Mm. If we can amend the Constitution and also especially the Electoral Act. Mm. You're still quite active. A couple of issues came up for me while you were you know, answering that question. You talked about um, the lacuna in Nigeria's uh, electoral law then also about the need for constitutional review, mm. right? And while I will come back to that, I would also like to still stay talking about election. The local government elections just held finish. Mm. And the, 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 the expectations of people, especially at the state level, is that when it comes to local government elections, it's just uh, some sort of selection, not exactly an election that takes place. Would you say that was the case with this election? Considering the 
I coverage it, it received and uh, the fact that even at the point in time when ZLP's logo was not found on the ballot paper, there was effort to postpone, you know, the, 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 the opportunity was there for them to postpone the election, go back to the joint table and hold another election. Would you say it was also a selection as is expected? I mean, now you've already process. said it, you've just said it now that um, it was broadcasted uh, all over, mm, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Massive. So that means transparency. Okay. Which I believe that it has never happened in history, mm. where you will see all processes being on air, press everywhere, and um, we should give credit to them over there. Even though this, the last election was my first time of participating in local government election. Okay. Oh. For my whole year, I was in the UK, mm -hmm. and when I came back to this country in 2010, and I became the speaker. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, my four years, there was no local government election. Mm. And I was in the ruling party. Mm. Then, the following time, I was at the Senate, no election, mm. until the later end. And there were crises, internal crises within the party which I happen to be among the aggrieved people mm. that formed the Unity Forum. We went to court, we have been thrown out. Then what do we do? We were thrown out two days to the election. Because the, the case came up, I think Thursday or Friday, for an election that is going to come up this Saturday. So that is what actually made me to make that statement about two weeks ago to say that, oh, it's funny. Mm. Because we've been there before, and we know what it is like. Mm. But having said that, I can confirm, and I always say it, that in your federal constituency where I hail from, there, there was real election there. Mm. Proper election. It does not matter that PDP no. swept all the no, 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 votes. No, 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 PDP did not sweep all the votes. Mm. All the polls. I've just said it. Yeah. That coalition. Mm. So when you do coalition during the 2019 gubernatorial election, election, our governor, I mean gubernatorial candidate, they stepped down and we voted, oh, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Then our members of the House of Assembly, some of them did not step down. So coalition, the same election, you vote your party for House of Assembly, then the gubernatorial, you, you vote the governor. So this is what happened. So we voted our councillors, and our councillors actually won the eight seats mm. in your federal constituency. So your vote counted? Yeah, well, we I would say that um, there was a proper election you know, your federal constituency, I'll give you an example of Atiba, local okay. government, where we had um, two councillors, um, I think what, five or six, and what, nine. Okay. PDP had 709 votes, and ADC had 1,402. Mm. Yeah, if so it's an election that has been written, that would not have been possible. Exactly. And in the other ward, they had 639, 
we had 1,340. Mm. That is how it goes on. So when people say, oh, election data, this one that I witnessed, mm. and I can swear with my rank that we actually walked our way into the electorates to convince them of your federal constituency. And I believe that is what ADC did across the state. The state. All right, Senator Simono, you you're one of the um, one woman to be reckoned with. You know your politics. Thank you. Being the first female speaker in the history of the Oyo State House of Assembly under the now performed Action Congress of Nigeria, before you switched to the ABC, then moved to the Senate, and you have experienced politics. Nigeria's democracy both at the state and at the federal level. The country is set to celebrate another democracy day, even though it has been moved to June 12, right? May 29 remains our inauguration day. And in recent times, there have been calls for a return to the 1963 constitution, saying that there's a need to scrap this current constitution and uh, restructure Nigeria's politics as we see it. What do you think about this course, considering your own experience in the political space? You know, there was confound where you have intellectuals, people that have wide experience of what we actually need in Nigeria. They sat down, they debated, and they came out with a position paper. We should first of all consider that to see whether what they did at that time actually makes sense or not. Mm. Then we now move into the second stage. The National Assembly is now having their constitutional review yeah. in Lagos. Yeah, that can be a proposal to them. Mm. That when they are considering, because it is constitutional amendment 1999, isn't yes. it? Yes. Exactly. So anybody, stakeholders can as well just put it forward to say, can you look into 1963? Mm. Combined. So when they come up with whatever the outcome of the 1963 review and the 1999, then they will be able to marry everything together. That is why we have our legislators. So then we should lead them to do that job. And there must be public hearing. We are public, we'll be able to, to express their views during the reviews. I would like to come to you as a person. You're actually the first female guest on this program. We've been having male guests so far. And uh, considering the unique position you hold, not just because you're the first female guest on the program, but also because of your political history, I would like to say, how has it been as a woman in politics? And what are the challenges that comes with uh, being in Nigeria's political space? I, I mean, I, I've heard people say that, I'm a woman, I want to go into politics, but they, they, they have to meet at all have to travel extensively, but you just came from the UK, you know, you, you just went into politics straight up, swept the, 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 the votes and got your place as the first speaker, moved on and moved on to the Senate. It's very fast and you are still here, you are still very active. How has that journey been for you? To God be the glory, because everything belongs to God. And for whatever he does, you just have to be grateful to God. Now, coming in here, I mean, let me start with my family background. My mother had six children. Five boys, one girl. <laughs> that was you. And the only girl is me. <laughs> in my family, I have three boys, no girl, so I'm the only girl in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, your status of assembly. When I get there, 
31 men, one woman. You were the only woman also. <laughs> so I've always been the only person. Playing in men's field. Exactly. So I'm used to that. And you think that sort of helped? Yeah, it does. Because you could imagine what I would be facing with my five brothers. And they say, <laughs> and they say charity begins at school. So everything starts from from a background mm. up until the political. But I can only advise our female contestants or aspirants that uh, our problems, female problems, are within the female self. We never appreciate ourselves in this country. We pull ourselves down. We should be able to see female votes can't a lot, but we never make use of that strength among ourselves. If we can start now, it is not too late. We have Margaret Thatcher, we have Idira Gandhi in India, we have Macau in Germany. In Germany, we have. Women. I mean, I attended the um, Taiwanese president inauguration when I was the chairman of the Committee on Foreign Affairs. I went to Taiwan. And the reason being that a woman been the president. So, and we've been related to each other because uh, she used to live in the UK when I was in the UK. Oh, really? Yeah. So, she became the president. I mean, Go through all this, you see that um, we have a lot to do and challenges that are in these countries. We do not accept women. We do not accept women when it comes to political officers. Women should try to summon courage. Let them know that we are here. Why do we have women professors? They are in the same classrooms with men professors. Why do we have women doctors? We have women as head of units in university. So what stops women from rising politically? Then the but, but you think these unique challenges that women face are not some sort of stumbling block, making it 10 times harder to you know, change your political position unlike it would be for a man? The day, the day we put ourselves together, eh, it is that day that men will appreciate us more. Look at the Saudi Arabia now. Women are driving cars. When you get to the port of entry, you see women working at the immigration desk. Mm. It has never happened in the history of Saudi Arabia, never. So women are taking men's role now. So we should be looking forward to us. I want to see a woman being the deputy governor of a state one day. Well, the governor, you know. Woman has been a speaker. speaker. Woman has been the chief judge. Mm. The woman can as well be the deputy governor. A woman is currently the head of service. <laughs> you see, woman, head of service. So we are moving. And during the, the caretaker, um, the last caretaker before the election on Saturday. We have women as a chairman, a chairperson of local councils. Okay. Like um, Uriri, Makbo, yes. 
LCDA, you have white women. It's a start. Which I believe that we should try build to build on. on that. Beyond beyond being able to get these positions, you know, come together, do the work, get voted in, and pull together our resources to clinch these positions. What about the facts? Uh, the, what about the kind of unique challenges that women face when they are in this political office? That I would like you to share because I know that there are women out there who can relate to what you are, what, the, what you would be saying. What were those challenges? And the challenges that I feel, uh, that I faced. It's the same challenge that a man would face. It wasn't, it wasn't no. gender specific. No, you see, and I was lucky to have good members that had focus. They touched one honorable members. We worked together. They took me as their wife, their sister, their mother, and I took them as husband, my father, and my brothers. So, uh, and, and you, I mean, you never hear any bad thing about us, any rancor, no turbulence. So that it is the way that, you know, it is the way we man-manage. We have to learn okay. on how to man-manage people. <laughs> well, what do you mean by man-manage people? Okay. See, the way you handle things, the way you see that, not, not man, but you know, it's a phrase you have to man manage. That this is a man, whether man or woman, how do I manage? Even husband and wife, they man manage themselves. You manage your children from youth. The way you manage them when they were kids, quite different from when they become adults. Adults. Yeah. So you should learn that. Okay. Uh -huh. I would still like to stay on your political history. You've won twice, you know, under two different political parties, the ACN and the APC, and then you lost under the ADC. Do you think Nigeria's politics has matured enough that a person's persona can dictate whether or not they win, or it is still based on the strength of your political party that determines if you win an election? Nigeria is now moving towards personality. No party anymore. Hmm. And it's a good thing that uh, we started in the university to have a thought force. So people will be looking into personality now. Mm. People want to see people or candidates that can demonstrate that they have the skills and ability mm. to perform the duties. Not because you belong to a party. Because um, I believe, yeah, okay, fair enough. Nigerian constitution clearly stated that you know, mm -hmm. the candidate must belong to a party. That is why we said then there should be independent candidacy. Hmm. If they sign that into law, mm -hmm. then some people don't bother themselves. Hmm. They wouldn't bother themselves because even the process of you getting the ticket is even more tedious than the proper election within your party. <laughs> so if someone knows that he has the ability and I can do it and I know that my, my people, yeah, mm -hmm. you come out for it. And I, 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 I also believe that that's way a community can even come together. A local government can come together exactly. and push because forward we, someone we, that Because, you know, when you say community, it's a good one. Because um, we know each other. If, if let's say five people come out from Oyo's now to tell me, say they want to become uh, your status of assembly, they want to come for, to there. We know them. 
we can identify each other, we know how good each and every one of them is. So, if there is independent candidate, then it's the best thing for this country. We should do uh, that. Nigeria I mean, not that they can't scrape parties. No. Absolutely. Yeah, people can still go in the party because mm. it does help sometimes. Mm. Freedom of association, in exactly. a way. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I know that you're very passionate about the local government autonomy. Autonomy. In fact, at your time, in your time at the Senate, you passed the local government autonomy autonomy bill for strength to strengthen local government administration. Why do you think it is germane for Nigeria for Nigeria's local governments to have that autonomy? Do you think they are even doing well with the little control that they have right now? If let us go back to the time when I was a speaker. Okay. As at that time, I was the deputy chairman conference of speakers. And um, I spearheaded local government autonomy because I was moving around the whole 36 states. That, that thing was through, And I was working with Nogi. So when the time for us to vote, for, for us, I mean, National Assembly have already done it. Then they have to send it to the state for it to be domesticated, isn't it? I was the first person to pass it. Hmm. There's some challenges. But um, my governor then, Senator Abela Adimobi, will God give him peace. <laughs> give him some peace. So I said, I said, he told me, ah, Manasuka. So I said, look, Oga, do you actually, I mean, I've already passed it. Then he said, go and do your job, he supported me. Mm. He did. And I had to explain to him the reason why explain to him the reason why I believe that there should be I mean it should be granted autonomy to local persons. But it must start from the state level, the legislators. Mm. Because in the constitution they are the ones that are going to oversight local councils. Local councils. So they must start with the state. As soon as the states have their autonomy, then they can now roll into local governments. But it must work hand in hand. The election into the local councils must be conducted by INAC. Okay, so you, you support those who say that a state-led uh, agency should not conduct local government you, elections. You see, if you are, if you are saying, uh, if you are trying to give some powers, devolution mm. of powers, mm -hmm. eh, then it can go with it, the state policing okay. and everything. If those in a bundle comes down, then it can work. Put in this situation, <coughs> excuse me, we are agencies, mm -hmm. enforcement, have been controlled by the federal. By the federal, and you are saying that local councils, if there's any problem, who's going to give the order? <laughs> then it has to work out. That is why I said all these things are the work of legislators. The National Assembly, they will start it and bring it down to the state. 
them most the public hearing because they deal with the grassroots. They have to listen to them, to their views. And it is their views that they work with before they can pass such bill. We have to bring our people. I cannot be saying it on my own. As you're asking me now, yes. this is just my own view. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some people outside will be saying, no, 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 no. Why some people will be accepting me? Mm. But if you have public hearing, which must be advertised, mm. that major stakeholders will send all people in the constituencies, 32 in our state, for instance, mm. to go and have public hearing in their mm. constituency. Then the legislators will now come together and rebrand everything that we got. Then they will take that to conference of speakers. Mm. Then that will now go to national assembly. And then we have the voice of the people That's it. taking the lead. Yeah. Uh, it feels like all most of our conversations so far have revolved around elections. And perhaps because Oya State just finished one election and people's mind are on the 2023 election that is coming up. But I would like to put this to you that. Um, you know, we've, you've occupied vital offices and you've remained strong politically, like I mentioned earlier. Are we seeing you make a comeback to politics? No, 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 I'm not contesting. I want to, you come to me now, isn't it? Yes. Then I want to see myself going around <laughs> to be a major stakeholder. Mm. You understand? Mm. Where I will be able to mentor people, mm. give advice. But, um, by the special grace of God, come 2023, I'll be going to 65. Where would we allow young to grow? If we are saying young child grow, when do you want them to grow? So I should be there from 65 to 70. When age is not going to be in favor of those youths that are interested <laughs> to go into politics. Now, as we round up this conversation, when you turn left and you turn right, you hear the average Nigerian say it has never been this bad. You have seen a lot of things firsthand. Do you agree that Nigeria has never been this bad? I've just I came into the country in 2010, but to what eyes? Yes, you it's know, been like a decade. Period, for the period that I've been here, I mean, when it comes to security issues and everything, everybody is lying fair. Isn't it? Yeah. But um, sometimes you have to weigh and balance the fear. Is it political fear? Where we are trying to create fears for ourselves <laughs> to run into 2023? Or is it a natural one? Or is it something that we should just all sit down together and say, why, why the community? They said the devil's hand is the work of well, the devil. hand is the work of the devil. We must engage our youths. Some of them have graduated five years, six years. Even if they're going to enter into entrepreneurship, do they have the means? Mm. Eh? Forget about every one of them looking for white collar job. Because you cannot all get white collar job. Because you have limited spaces, isn't it? For entrepreneurship. In the UK, as soon as a child clogs, I think 16 or 18, they will ask that child, do you want to continue, do you want to go to further your education, or you want to start, and they will start grooming them. Have we been doing that in this country? Until we solve their problems, 
That is where we should start. All right, thank you so much, thank Senator Monsura Simona. The program has been national discussed. And three key takeaways for me from our conversation this morning. We've talked about the need for electoral reform. We've talked about the need to engage youth in all ramifications. Yeah. Then also about the need for the, the, the devolution of powers from the local government to the legislature and other necessary aspects for the country, for the state and for, for, for the development that we desire. Thank you so much once again for being a guest on National Discourse. Thanks Thank you so much for joining us on the program this morning. Till National Discourse comes your way again next week, keep doing your part as we all walk towards the Nigeria that we desire. I am Zainab Sani.